Welcome to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. Do you own a small business or does that small business own you? Are you seeking increased sales, more loyal customers, lower operation costs, and brand loyalty? If you're interested in elevating your brand and expanding your reach, then Business Buzz will put it all together for you with expert guests, resources that make sense, and your opportunity to be heard. Get ready to call in with your questions and comments at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Business Buzz is out to put the buzz back into your business. Here's your host, Frank Hellring. Hey, can you hear the buzz? Welcome wherever you may be. You have found Business Buzz. I'm your host, Frank Hellring, and we're coming to you live, prime time, on the Voice America Business Network channel. And Business Buzz is brought to you today by Moda Business Solutions because they have resources that make sense. Well, let me tell you something. If you're a small business out there today and you're dealing with the unknown factor, you know what that unknown factor is? Well, it's Murphy's Law, right? Expect something to go wrong. That's what happens in small business. But you know what? You go to your mailbox. All of a sudden, you open up that envelope from your merchant processor and the fee went up and you go, whoa, what is this? You cannot read the statement. It's all in hieroglyphics. It's four pages long, and you're wondering, what am I paying for merchant processing and credit card swiping right now? You need to pick up the phone and dial 858-251-4640. That's 858-251-4640, and get with Motor today, because they can blacken your bottom line. To contact the show, you can reach us toll-free, 877-3-NOWBUZ, or go straight through to my live landing page, which is B-I-Z-Z. B-U-Z-Z dot live and leave me your contact information and a reason why you'd like to be on the show and I will get back to you. Well, shout out to one of our incredible advertisers, Letip, L-E-T-I-P dot com, a big, huge B2B networking organization here in the United States. Listen, if you're a small business out there and you want to have your business treated special, like you're the only one in the room when you go to that breakfast or lunch meeting, you need to get with letip.com today because they only allow one category of business to occupy that chair should you be selected to be part of that group. And I'm telling you right now, that is valuable because you need to have somebody who's talking all about you like a billboard in your business. And that's what letip.com does week in and week out. Well, I'll tell you what, shout out to Lisa Warren. She is a publicist. She's a PR person who actually helped to put this show together today. Lisa, if you're listening in out there, thank you so much for all your hard work and the relationship that you have with my network, voiceamerica.com. We're going to keep pushing that forward because you've got incredible guests like the one I'm joined by today. I am joined by Linda Gratton. Linda Gratton is one of the foremost global thought leaders on the future of work. She's named by Business Thinkers 50 as one of the top 15 business thinkers. Linda is a professor of management practice at London Business School, where she received the Teacher of the Year Award and designed and directs the future of work, elective, one of the school's most popular electives. Her research on hybrid work was featured as the cover article for Harvard Business Review in May 2021. And she explores issues of work in her MIT Sloan column, Over a decade ago, Linda founded HMSM Advisory, which has supported more than 90 companies around the world to future-proof their business strategies. Her 10 books, including The 100-Year Life, 
have sold over a million copies and been translated into more than 15 languages. Her new book is Redesigning Work, How to Transform Your Organization and Make Hybrid Work for Everyone. She lives in London, is joining me from the United Kingdom, Linda Gratton. Welcome to Business Buzz. Well, thank you so much, Frank. That's a really big welcome. And I have to say that not only am I a professor, but I'm also myself a small business owner. So I, I see it both from the theory, but also from the practice of trying to make things work as we come out of COVID. So thank you so much, Frank, for inviting me today. Thank you so much for joining me all the way from the United Kingdom. Your voice is just so eloquent. I always love that coming across. And we'll all say a big prayer that the internet stays with us. Linda, you are an amazing lady. I took a look at your bio. I took a look at some of the videos that you have flying on YouTube. You are a game changer in the employee world as far as management and practice. Let me ask you a question. How did you come to really begin to focus on that in your educational career? Well, thank you. Thanks for the question, Frank. Well, actually, I began, um, I think for me, I, I did psychology, my first degree, and my PhD, my doctorate are both in psychology. But you know, Frank, what really got me started is that quite early on, when I, I was paying for my education, I worked at an assembly line uh, packing chocolates uh, in York, which is a lovely city. Some of you might know about it in the north of England. And packing chocolates on an assembly line for a few months every year really was a big insight into work and what it felt like to be working. And I think that when I left my doctorate and then I went into British Airways as chief psychologist, I went to, into one of the big consulting practices, but I always had it in mind that work is sort of fascinating. So even when I went back to academia and joined London Business School, and I'm now a professor there, I've always been fascinated in work, in why we work, how we work, when we work, what we work on. So that's been my absolute fascination. And almost every book that I've written is about work. You know, Linda, you know, when you sit there sit packing chocolates, I couldn't help but get that vision of Lucille Ball in that episode, right, where she's standing by that conveyor belt and the little chocolates are coming out, and all of a sudden they, they speed it up and she's putting oh, chocolates. You know, <laughs> Frank, I would love that clip. If anybody's got that clip of Lucille, that was basically me. You know, the, the assembly line was going faster and faster, and everybody around me was so brilliant at it. And I was so useless that uh, it's also reminded me that it takes a lot of skill to do a job right. I would love to see that Lucille Ball episode. I'm definitely going to try and find it. Thanks Absolutely. for that. Absolutely. You know, Linda, right. my, my, I have kind of a spectrum uh, background in business. If you read my bio, it kind of looks like a who's who of small business. But the bottom line here is that I was in the insurance game for 20 some odd years. I used to um, deal with HR people all the time. As a matter of fact, if you take a look at uh, most of the HR people, they are not male, they are female. And the reason why is because you got to be multidimensional. You have to be multifaceted. In fact, I always look at it. In fact, I kind of kid the gal who's the CEO of Moda all the time. I said, you are not Donna Illisic. You are an octopus because you have <laughs> all these different things that you have to do at one time. Listen, HR to me stands for her realm, you know, hmm. because when I dealt with these HR people, I found out that they were a buffer between the employer workforce and also upper management. And what I was kind of, you know, kind of curious with the way you're going down this pathway of hybrid employee, right? That's really going to change the game big time, isn't it? 
Oh, yes. I mean, you know, let's just let's think about being a small business owner right now. Um, if you've got anybody who's in an office who works in an office with you, they're going to be saying, I'd like to work at home for two or three days a week, like everybody else's. And if you've got people working in factories, they're saying, well, hang on, why are all the office people at home all the time when we have to come into the office all the time? So this is a very big moment for questions of fairness, but also for questions for you, the, the business owner and the business manager to ask how do I keep the business going? How do I keep on serving my customers? How do I make a, a, a way of work that people want to stay, but also that our customers want to stay? And my advice is that the world of work has completely changed. You know, Frank, the pandemic changed everything, absolutely changed everything. We're not going to go back to how we were. And you as a business uh, owner and, and manager needs to think, clearly now about what sort of business do I want to build and how can I attract and retain people? I was talking to some American business owners only last week and they were telling me just how hard it is to keep people in their business. The turnover rates are really high at the moment as people are looking for other opportunities. So you've really got to make a deal that people like. You know, If people want to work from home a couple of days a week and you think that's gonna work for your business, go ahead and do it. The latest research shows that people can be really productive at work, but remember, sorry, working from home, but remember that if they stay at home too much, they get disconnected from the company. They start wondering why they're working for you rather than a competitor. So it's also important that you bring people together to socialize, to understand what your business is about, to meet each other. And that's, Frank, particularly important for young people who really, we notice, want to get back to the office because they want to meet other young people and they also want to learn the job. So this is a very important time. And that's why in my new book, Redesigning Work, which, by the way, uh, Frank, if you like listening to an American English accent, I actually narrated the book. It's the first of my books I've ever narrated. But if you listen to it on audio, it will be me who is reading the book. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a really important time. And as I say in the book, this is the time to be intentional about work. Well, you're absolutely correct. You know, I was sitting there thinking to myself because I am a small business owner. I own a medical aesthetic practice here in Irvine, California. My wife is the clinical manager. We started that company in 2013. And when the pandemic hit, of course, it was like, you know, just a lightning bolt out of nowhere and you have to shut down your operations for 90 days. So not only did you get shut out and shut, shut away, you know, into your house, but you got shut out from your customer reach, you know, your, your customer uh, contact. So when you talk about virtual and you talk about, you know, small businesses having to wake up to the fact that, you know, EIO, SEO, MSO, all this stuff on social media just isn't enough because the whole world is going this incredible technology called smartphone, which you alluded to in an incredible story that you told uh, about taking your son to a Maasai tribe in the middle of Africa and right there in the middle of him holding a spear on a windswept hill, taking a look down at a lion he's maybe going to spear, he pulls out his smartphone. That's an yeah. amazing story in itself. Go ahead. Oh, well, yeah, I know. I mean, I, that, that story is more than 10 years old. And, and, and the reason I told it is my research is about predicting the future of work. So I study technology trends, social trends. Um, 
and uh, demographic trends. You know, one of my best-selling books is, was called the, is called A Hundred Year Life, What Happens When Everybody Works and Lives Right Up Until They're 100. But that was, you know, I like to sort of, I travel a lot around the world and I like to see what's happening in other countries. And certainly that was a big surprise for me, Frank, to be with my son thinking we were going to have this amazing experience, this completely authentic African experience in the middle of nowhere. And the Maasai tribesman, who was completely kitted out as a tribesman is, then actually, as I said, I heard this funny noise and he picked up his mobile phone. But I don't know if you remember the rest of the story, Frank. I then said to him later, well, you know, what, what was that call about? He said, ah, oh, my, my brother, who's also got a phone. We only have two in the, in the village, but so we took one each. He's just phoned me to say that the cows have found fresh grass. So, you know, for me, the story there was technology will always give a way of, you know, connecting to people. But at the end, you always connect on what's important to you. For, for a Maasai warrior, the most important thing in his life is his cows. And the most important things in a cow's life is eating fresh grass. So that's what they wanted to talk about. You know, Linda, what's amazing is that that ad that ran a few years back with a lady standing in the middle of a big bush uh, house out in the middle of Africa somewhere, and she's got a textile company behind her, right, making all these different clothes and stuff. And she goes, I don't have to worry about having a bank. I have a bank right here. And she holds up her phone and there's the logo yeah. of the bank. You know, things are changing so dramatically. And, you know, I've been saying this on my show pretty much since the inception. I am deeply concerned about the fact that we have four generations on this planet right now. We have the baby boomer generation. We have the millennial, which is bigger than the baby boomer birth rate. And then we've got the Gen Xers and the Xers. And these young people coming up from behind who are going to have to fill these shoes of the small business people like myself who are exiting like Snagglepuss uh, stage left. They have very poor interpersonal skills, very poor intercommunicative skills. They're really great at going text on their smartphones, but when it comes down to one-on-one, -on -one, they are sorely lacking. Let me ask you a question. Mm. Does your book, Redesigning Work, address that? Because if it does, boy, you're going to be right in my wheelhouse. Go ahead. Well, Frank, I don't think there's any particular evidence that young people are any more socially skilled than we are. I don't know how socially skilled you are, Frank, or how socially skilled I am. But actually, I think every generation is learning how to behave with each other. But I think the point that you make, Frank, is right, which is that, you know, that as you speak to a piece of technology, it's not the same as talking to your mom or to your granny who'd say, don't talk to me like that. You know, it worries me the way that some kids are sort of speaking to their to, 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 you know, to their robots, as it were. So it's really important that social skills are front and center as we think about the future of work, because it's really, as you say, those interpersonal skills that really make a difference to how people learn and how they do at work. You know, just to illustrate that, I walked into a Denny's, I don't know we have Denny's over in the UK, but I walked in one time and I saw four kids in that Gen Xer kind of realm sitting at a table together with their heads down, looking at their smartphones, and there wasn't an ounce of conversation going on between that table. For all I know, they were conversing across the text, you know. It's absolutely amazing to me because the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, your brick and mortar small businesses, the ones that have to survive to pay the taxes, to keep our communities, keep our, you know, civil uh, population together, being taking care of roads and all this stuff that we're talking about in this country. If you don't have sales tax revenue, you are in deep, 
doo-doo as far as a nation. And that is what these kids are going to have to step into. Unfortunately, Linda, I got to move to a quick break. We're going to get into the how-to of why you wrote this incredible book, Redesigning Work After the Break. Listen, we're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Kellring live on Voice America Business Network, brought to you now by one of my major sponsors, California Senior Guide. Com. Listen, we've been talking about a strategy of driving my show and Voice America Health and Wellness Network into the senior community all over America. So if you are a small business out there and want to get on this incredible train ride called Digital Magazine, which California Senior Guide is putting together where you can get a quarter page ad, an eight page ad, a half page ad, whatever, and get it in front of the eyeballs of one of the biggest buying market sectors in the United States of America, you need to go to CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com right now, today. Do it today. you got a product, you got a service, you want to get it in front of seniors, and believe me, they have a lot of buying power. You need to go to CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com today. You'll get a little pop-up box, put in your email, they'll get in touch with you, and then you are going to find out just how wide that market is. Well, I have been mixing it up with Professor Linda Gratton. She's got an incredible heartbeat for small businesses and employed workforce. We're going to be right back and talk more about this incredible book of hers, Designing Work in Two and Two. After you hear from my sponsors and advertisers, we're going to put more buzz into your business. Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858-251-4640 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com. At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T-I-P dot com. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. 
are listening to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. To reach the live show, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send Frank an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. Now, back to Business Buzz. Hey, welcome back. You're live with Frank Hellring on Business Buzz. I have my incredible guest, Professor Linda Gratton, tuning in from the United Kingdom. She's written a book called Redesigning Work. And let me tell you something, it couldn't be more timely because we're now dealing with this issue here in the United States that we have a low unemployment rate, which the politicians are shouting from the rooftops. But at the same point in time, we have a small business community out here that can't fill positions. And let me tell you something, if we can't fill positions, we're going to get hurt. Linda, does your book address that? Absolutely, Frank. Um, Because to fill positions, you've got to have jobs that people want to do. And to have jobs that people want to do, you have to keep up with what the trends are. And what we know as people came out of the pandemic is people wanted more flexibility. Uh, They wanted more flexibility about where they worked. Could they work at home a couple of days a week? And they wanted more flexibility about when they worked. Could they... For example, if they're working in a factory, could they take Fridays off? Could they do the four-day week? Now, that may seem ridiculous to you right now, but let me tell you the, the latest research out of Europe where the four-day week, for example, is being trialed right now is showing that productivity increases. People are burnt out. They're leaving your company, and it's costing you a lot to recruit new people and to train them. So keeping your most talented people is top of the agenda right now. And in my book, Redesigning Work, I show how you can redesign work in a way that, that, that keeps people, that keeps them engaged, that gives them a job that, that they like to do, that's good work in, in other words. So I think if like me, you're a small business owner and I am as well as being a professor, we have to be really creative now about finding ways of work that people like, that they enjoy, and that they want to stay, and indeed that we can recruit new people. Frank, I haven't mentioned that my website, www dot lindagratton.com, L-Y-N-D-A, gratton.com, you'll find a whole load of resources that you can download for free, including um, some workshop materials and so on, because I'm absolutely dedicated to finding ways of making work better and making the workplace better. You know, Linda, as I'm sitting here listening to you, and, you know, we think about the word hybrid, right? Hybrid has changed, obviously, automobiles, right? Because now you've got a merging of gas and electricity uh, happening in vehicles. But I can't help but sit there and think to myself, you remember that movie with Donnie, Dolly Parton and Jane Fonda? And I forgot who the other actor was. Yeah. Uh, they did Nine to Five, right? Nine to Five, that great song, Frank. Nine yeah, and you had that stock you know, stayed in the wool vice president that wouldn't yeah. change, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden they eliminated him and made changes. And the next thing you know, this gal is working for three to five. This person works maybe two days a week and things like that. And the productivity went straight up, you know, in the company, which caught the attention of guess who? The chairman of the board, right? Who's on the sidelines looking at the value of his company increasing. Is that kind of what we're talking about here? Are we really talking about a major upheaval, paradigm shift, because if that's what we're talking about, it comes right in line with what we experienced in COVID-19. You know, I love the Dolly Parton. Actually, Frank, you you are full. 
We've got we've had Lucille Ball and Dolly Parton. We we I need to get both of those into my into my teaching a bit more. I need to find the tr- although we do often sing to nine to five as part mm. of when I teach my students. It's a great song. You remember um, Jimmy? Remember Jimmy Durante? I got a million of them. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> I need to look again. Um, but yeah, I mean, what we're, we're we're actually coming out of COVID. We really began to ask ourselves some important questions about why do we live? Why do we live and work as we do? Why am I going into the office every single day? Why am I commuting an hour every day? Why aren't I spending any time with my kids? And why am I working so long? And of course, America works longer hours pretty much than anybody else in the world. We in Europe have a much more balanced approach to our lives. Um, so really, how you how you stay productive but still create working lives that people want is going to be, you know, that's the future. And I think Dolly was right on that. Let's, let's mix it up a bit. Let's mix it up in terms of the times that we work, but also the place of work. And of course, the big conversation that's going on right now, Frank, is should people work from home? Should they be working in the office? My response to that is you need to find out what sort of jobs they're doing and then it will become obvious where they need to be. So, for example, if it's a call center worker where they're on the telephone all day, they might as well do that at home and just come in occasionally just to say hi to everybody to be highly sociable. But if it's a job where you want people out meeting, you know, if it's a sales job where you want people actually to be meeting other people, then it's a job where they can't do it at home. And I think as long as you're clear about what the job is and how people are doing it, People will choose choose the job that suits them. Not everybody wants to work at home all the time and not everybody wants to be out there meeting customers all the time. So you have to find a way of describing to the job so people know what's going to suit them. You know, Linda, we've all heard, you know, a dumbing down of education. We've heard downsizing of corporations, right? And of course, that's what's happened during the pandemic and the fact that everybody got sent home. So that's like a profit windfall for most companies because now they're not having to pay for that space, right? That occupies all these employees. But at the same point in time, we are dealing with a situation right now, unheard of, right? And a lot of people don't want to speak out on this because it's that big of a problem. I don't know whether you're experiencing this in the UK, but again, we cannot fill positions here in the United States, particularly like in the restaurant industry. Yeah. It's, it's like cooks are in a revolving door in our restaurants because the next time the guy turns around and he gets a dollar and a half hour more, he's over there. So what you've got is that type of situation. It's like Chinese checkers in employment here in the United States. Go ahead. Well, wouldn't you move for a dollar and a half if you're in a low paid job, Frank? Wouldn't you do that? And that's really the issue. The issue is that we've been paying people very low wages. Uh, in fact, actually, for many workers, uh, the, the amount that they've actually earned has gone down over the last 15 years if you take inflation and cost of living into, into consideration. So people want good jobs. And actually, the truth is that in the hospitality sector, quite a lot of the jobs aren't good. They're highly repetitive. Some of them are dangerous. Uh, they have long hours. And the thing that's really getting people in the, in the hospitality sec- segment section is that they can't predict when they're going to work. You know, you phone them up and say, come in today. And then you phone them up the next day and say, don't come in. And that's not really the deal that they want. So we're going to have to move towards creating better conditions of work and paying people better. The minimum wage is, I don't know, you know, of course, in Europe, it's, it's different than in, in the US. But actually, that's really important because People have to have to pay for a family. They have to put that, you know, put their kids through school. These are all expenses. And so 
you know, I think it's perfectly reasonable if you're in a low paid job and you get another job that's two two dollars an hour more that you go. And the person who's employing you needs to think about, should I be paying people more? Let me ask you a question. Did the pandemic inspire this book, Redesigning Work, or had you had this basically marinating for quite some period of time? You saw it coming on the horizon, possibly. And that tells me you're a visionary. No, I, I didn't see it coming. I, I, you know, actually, Frank, I, I talk a lot about the future of work. So I went through all of my books and uh, in the index and look for the P for pandemic. I hadn't spoken about the pandemic in any one of my books. And if anybody tells you, Frank, that they'd that they'd predicted this, that's not true. I, I've, I've been working with the top CEOs for years, none of them. I mean, everybody had said, you know, for example, my son's a doctor, you know, people had said, oh, you know, there may be a pandemic, but nobody had prepared for it. Absolutely nobody had honestly prepared for a pandemic. So I had no idea. So actually what happened to me, Frank, is that because I advise quite a number of companies around the world, I saw that hybrid was a real difficult problem. I wrote an article for Harvard Business Review that went on the front cover of HBR, big deal actually. And the publishers, Penguin and MIT, who publishing it in the US came to me and said, could you write a book? And I said, yeah, but I'm gonna have to write it really quickly because it's got to be out for May next year. This year has to be out because otherwise it's too late. So no, I didn't know it was happening, I'm not a visionary. And I just basically spent all of last summer, instead of hanging around with my kids up by the swimming pool, I spent most of last summer writing this book. Yeah. Linda, let's take a typical company, okay? Here in uh, you know the United States, the classification of a small business is like five employees to a maximum of 500, all right? But let's just box maybe a 100-person company right now. How would you approach, okay, a CEO of a company like that with the idea of him, you know, incorporating hybrid into his ranks. And let's take uh, the service industry, right? The plumbers, the electricians, uh, the people that, uh, you know, landscape your lawns, things like that, okay? Service industry obviously is never going to go away. It's never going to be computerized. Somebody isn't going to come out and computerize termites out of your house. So I'm, what I'm saying is, how would you take this incredible concept that you, you know, put in this book and take it to that market sector. Okay, so, so here's the difference. There are some jobs which you can do from home. So if you're running a small business, as I am, I, have a, I run a small business myself, Frank, it employs 20 people. Uh, they're basically research people. We, we, run a, we run an advisory company. That work can be done from home. So actually the, the conversation I've been having with, with my teams has been to say, what can be done at home? What do we need to do in the office? And when we're in the office, how do we make the most value of that time? But quite a lot of you, for example, plumbers, elect electricians, or my own son, who's a radiologist these days, he can't do that at home. You Actually, you can be a radiologist now at home, but let's imagine you can't. When he was in accident and emergency during COVID, he couldn't work from home. There, you've got no choice at all about place, but you have got a choice about time. And I think that, you know, that's where you have to ask yourself, could I give people more flexibility about the time they work? And also, could I give them more uh, planning time for when they're needed and when they're not needed? One of the things that people really hate, we know, we've learned about hospitality work, is that they people are not told in advance what their hours are. And that means that 
you know, you hope to see your kids in the evening, you can't show up. You want to go to your kids' carol service, you can't go. That's an unattractive job. And part of the reason, Frank, that the hospitality sector is really suffering at the moment is because of these unattractive jobs. But you could, if someone's a plumber, you could make, you could create flexible working hours for them. For example, a four, a four day week, for example, giving them time off, longer time off. So for example, saying they can work in another city. So this has been a really interesting experiment that some companies have tried is to say, maybe people don't have to be near you to work. Maybe they can work from somewhere else. So I think there's, we have to be as imaginative as possible. And, and in my book, I talk about the four stages that you have to go to through to redesigning work. What the first is, you know, understanding what the jobs and people are. The second is, is being imaginative about what you could do. The third then is testing that. Is this going to help productivity? Is it going to make it better for the, for the customer? And then the fourth is really building the story, which you as a leader have to do as a business leader, once you've decided what to do about structuring work, you've got to stick with it. So in my team, for example, we're now going hybrid. So I, as the CEO, cannot now say, oh, by the way, I've changed my mind. I want everybody back in the office. I've got to be clear that this is going to help productivity and it's going to serve our customers better. So that's the sort of process that I think every small business leader should be going through now. You know, Linda, you are the CEO of, or CEO of your organization. I'm the CEO of my organization. I used to think that stood for, you know, chief executive officer. Uh-uh. It stands for consider every option, right? And <laughs> in a sense, what you're saying here from a hybrid standpoint of view, I have to, as a small business owner, kind of take a step back, okay, to a degree, because I'm looking at this from two angles. One, I've got to be able to forecast revenue. Absolutely have to be able to forecast revenue. I have to be able to forecast expenses. If I can't do those two things, I might as well go shut the doors because I have a company that's going south for the winter. Now, if I can't answer those two questions, I need to seek out a source of expertise and wisdom outside of my box to help me answer those questions. What you're telling me with these other 20 employees that you have incorporated into your world sounds to me like you've got a consultant realm here that could answer that particular Need. Oh, yeah. Well, well, we do advise companies all, all around the world, actually. Some of the largest companies in the world, are we advise them. Yeah, mostly in Japan, actually. We do a lot of work in Japan and in Australia. Yeah, no, so that's what my group are, they're consultants. But, but I think for a small, a small business, what, what, what I've done with the website, Frank, is particularly, you know, to, to give people the tools that they can go to to download to say, you know, what to give you some ideas about where to start. So that's for us has been really important that everybody can access these ideas. You know, Linda, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, we got four minutes to go to break here. You know, in small business today, I, I said there's three watchwords that absolutely have to happen for small business to come up out of the ashes. Unity, relationship, and the law of reciprocity. Our uh -huh. former pres our former president preach that law of reciprocity day in, day out to the small business community, but I don't think they got it. But what, is, what I'm hearing you say, and it's very exciting, is that we ain't going back to normal. Mm. We ain't even going back to a normal. Mm -hmm. The watchword of today is change. Yeah, and people is. don't 
like that word. They don't like that terminology. They don't like to hear that word. But the bottom line is, hey, wake up, smell the coffee. We are in a realm of change. But what you're saying here, like with this redesigning work, and I think, listen, if you're a small business out there right now today, you need to go to that website right now. Say it again, Linda. www.lindagratton.com or listen to the book on audio redesigning work absolutely and they can get your book right from that website right yeah or else you just go to any of the any 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 of the websites they, outstanding they've all, they've all got it yeah well unfortunately we got to take another break here and you are listening to business buzz with frank Hellring live on voice america business network brought to you now by my incredible sponsor out there business group resources listen if you've got a situation where you have paid taxes. And if you're paying taxes, that means you're making profits. And you paid taxes to the IRS in the last three years, you need to pick up the phone right now and dial 877-857-6875. Because there's an R&D tax credit out there that you may qualify for. And let me tell you something, within 15 minutes, my good buddy, Ken DeBose and Ron Budd out there are gonna be able to tell you whether you qualify or not. And you can get up to three years back taxes underneath that R&D tax credit, plus 6% compounded tax-free interest. When's the last time you ever heard of the Internal Revenue Service that I call the Internal Reclamation Service give you back anything? <laughs> so you need to pick up that phone right now and dial 877-857-6875 and find out what you're entitled to today. Well, I've been mixing it up with Professor Linda Gratton. What an incredible mind she has to help you as a small business, not only recover, but also rejuvenate and return to profitability. And we're going to be right back with more buzz like that for your business. Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858-251-4640 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com. At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T-I-P dot com. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. 
Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. PPP, COVID-19, SBA, is there a way? It's time for Business Watch, where your voice matters. Call into the show at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or drop us an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. We know you've got something to say. Now, here's Frank Hellring, Business Watch, where your voice matters. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Frank Hellring, live now on Business Watch. This is the segment of the show where we open up the phone lines in Phoenix and allow you, my listening audience, to call in live and mix it up with me or my fabulous guest, Professor Linda Gratton from the United Kingdom, who has wrote an incredibly best-selling book, Redesigning Work. So pick up the phone and dial 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790, and you can be on live on Business Watch Right now, I'll tell you what, Linda, I have three watchwords in this segment of the show called meet, collaborate, and grow. Meet's very mm-hmm. simple. You know, I didn't know you. You didn't know me. Let me tell you something. In the last 28 minutes, I think we get to like each other, right? Because if you cannot like somebody, you are going to do business with them. Let's move past that. The second one is collaborate. Collaborate is absolutely key because you have a business. I have a business. What we have is intellectual property, right, which we guard with our lives because that's the differentiation that sets us apart from the next guy down the road. And let me tell you something. you got to find the fits, right? you got to find the compliments between the two enterprises that makes that happen. And then last but not least, which is probably the most important, is we got to grow it, right? If we're going to put a relationship together and we're going to put a business plan together, it's got to be able to grow and turn a profit. I think that that is something that possibly you could might be able to incorporate in what you do. Yeah, I mean, I think growing is really important. When I started my own business, Frank, one of the things that I said very early on is we've got to grow because if you're not in a growing business, people don't want to stay with you. Um, you know, who would want to stay in a company where they don't see any growth? So we've always set ourselves a growth target, which, by the way, we've always achieved. But growing a business is is tricky. And to do that, you've got to do two things really well. One is you've got to attract very good people, and we've had to build a whole senior management group in. And secondly, you've got to keep the ones who are very good. And certainly in my case, in my business, my most talented people are being headhunted every day, two or three times a day in some cases. So every single day, they have to wake up and they have to say, why am I staying at this business? And that means that for us, Talent retention is absolutely crucial. And people stay in the business for two reasons. They stay because of the emotions. You know, they like the people they work with. Um, they like, you know, they like the atmosphere. Or they stay because, and or they stay because they love the work. You know, they love the, what they're learning from it. They love the work itself. If you don't get those things right, the emotions and the actual job People are drifting away. And, and Frank, you and I were talking earlier at just how awful that drift is right now. It turns out when we look at 
uh, the social uh, pe people who run recruitment agencies, up to 50% of people are looking for another job right now. If you lose 50% of your staff, you never grow. So retaining people particularly is so important. And I think that what I'm saying in redesigning work is you need to think really imaginatively about work, both in terms of where work happens, you know, the place of work, is it the office, is it the home, what's the combination? Is it another country? One of the companies that we're advising says, you can live wherever you want, anywhere in the world. That's pretty exciting for three months a year. Or is it to do with the time? You know, the big experiment in the UK and Europe right, right at the moment is the four-day working week. We have a whole bunch of companies who are experimenting with that. And the question they're asking is, if people work four days a week, are they more or less productive? Well, we're still running the experiment, but at the moment, there's no suggestion that people's productivity, overall productivity goes down if they work less every, every week. You know, Linda, you know, employees, you know, are not human cattle, as the Chinese call them. They're human capital, you know. And when I used to talk to employers all the time, I used to always say the following, and it was like a wake-up call to them because most of them didn't understand what I was saying, but I would say, listen, salary attracts, benefits retain. Mm -hmm. And they woke up finally to that. And I don't think it's any different today, do you? No, but I think what we've learned, Frank, and it's down to, to technology that you've spoken about in this show, is that, you know, for example, when people started working from home, we suddenly realized that they could still do the job. You know, who, even 10 years ago, five years ago, many people would not have been able to work from home because they didn't have the technology. They didn't have a stable Internet access. You know, Zoom, Zoom was or, or its equivalent was very, very expensive. I remember years back running something like a Zoom with, with a client in Tokyo. And at the end, the, the Zoom thing lasted 30 minutes. And they said, you know, Linda, that's cost us more than bringing you up on a first class ticket from, from the UK. It was so expensive. So suddenly we've got this amazing technology. We've got great Internet connection in, in, many, in many places around the world. And you can now be much more flexible about work. And I think that's become a benefit. And people are now resenting the fact that they might have to commute, you know, two or three hours a day. I don't know about where you are, Frank, but certainly where I am in London, people commute up to one and a half hours each way. That's three hours a day on public transport or in a car, mostly on public transport in Europe. That's three hours they'd rather spend with their kids. They'd rather be you know, wild, wild rafting, I don't know, whatever they want to do, that's what they want to do. And we as organizations have to realize that, particularly one of the points I made in the 100 Year Live, Frank, my most popular book, is that if you live to 100, unless you've saved a lot, and let's face it, most of us haven't, you need to, you're going to be working into your 70s. And so to work into your 70s, you need a more flexible way of working. You know, you need to be able to spend time at home, you need to rejuvenate, you need to go on holidays. So I think the American way of just very few holidays and people working long hours, I don't think that's going to stay. You know, Linda, when the pandemic hit, obviously our educational system got rocked and rolled here in the United States. I don't know what happened in the UK, but I'm telling you right now that Zoom experiment, you know, of teaching kids through the Zoom was an absolute almost unmitigated disaster here in California uh, because, you know, the kids are very hard to manage, you know, especially at different ages and whatnot. Let me ask you a question with this type of approach with the hybrid of using employees at home. I, as an employer, are going to be sitting back kind of along this line because downtime is a death knell 
to small business. I don't want to pay for something I'm not getting, right? So here's my question. How do you see a small business, particularly, you know, limited in resources. I mean, I'm not going to hire a private detective, you know, to go by the houses to look through the window to see they're in front of the computer. But the bottom line is, how do we monitor this so I'm getting value as a small business? Because my trust factor has got to go to a higher quotient here. Yeah, well, I think you need to focus on outcomes rather than hours worked. And most small businesses have some sort of measure of outcomes. I mean, I do. I, I, I ask people to re- write reports, to make present, to, to build presentations, and I know, you know, we know how many hours that should take. Uh, we monitor that just as any consulting practice does. We ask people to fill in timesheets. And actually, the interesting thing, Frank, is that people in general don't spend more time mucking around at home than they do at work. You go around an office at any day, Frank, and there's going to be people doing online shopping from their computer, having coffee with each other. Let's not forget that the office was also a place of, 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 of shirking. So we've all shirked. I mean, that's what being a human is, let's face it. So you're going to shirk at home and you're going to shirk in the office. So what you have to do is to make sure that that work's interesting and exciting. You've got some sort of sense of what people are doing. But I think if you don't trust people to work, you shouldn't be employing them in the first place. You know, Linda, I'll tell you, in the time remaining in the show here, I mean, I'm a guy who has a absolute burning desire in the future to have companies transact business in 48 minutes when they're with me. I've already had that happen between one of my existing sponsors and my new sponsor coming on board. And they have already put together a joint venture, right? Where they're going to be Mm -hmm. doing cross referral. And we're talking one of the biggest benefit platforms in the United States and that business group resources that I alluded to before we got on this particular Mm -hmm. segment of the show. So, That's already in the works. You are a CEO of an organization. Let me tell you where we're going to go with the show and you tell me whether you're interested, okay? Right now, everything that we do in this show is based upon advocacy. You've got to have a love for small business so you don't get on my show. Resources and expertise. That's how you get on this program right now because all three of those are critical right now for small businesses to recover. But when we get to a certain juncture and my senior executive producer and my advisory board are going to be basically helping me determine that, We want to shift gears and start bringing on CEO to CEO. We want to start going out and find companies who are suitable, marketable, and measurable and turning around and bringing them together here on the air, having them mix it up with the goal being that they do a JV before we get off the air. How do you feel about that one? Because I'm telling you right now, I've got – at least two or three that I think I could match you up with. <laughs> oh, do you remember, remember, actually, Frank, I'm also mostly a professor. <laughs> I have a CEO who actually runs the company. I have to say, I spend most of my time writing books and hanging around with students. But I, 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 I love your entrepreneurial zest. And uh, I, I can imagine that you would be brilliant at bringing people together. And radio shows are a great way of doing that. So I wish you well on that, Frank. And and I hope that people enjoy the book. If they love listening to the English accent, and I know that people do, you can listen to me on the audio book. You don't even have to read the book. You can listen to me reading the book, which took days, by the way, Frank, and something I'm never going to do again. But anyway, uh, 
But it's marvellous, Frank. And, and, and like you, I think small, well, we know that small businesses are the backbone of every single country of the world, not just America, every single country. And everything that we can do to support uh, and, and help business owners get started, get going, get growing, that's absolutely crucial. And, and, and thank you so much, Frank, for everything you do to help that group. Well, I'd like to tell you the power of Internet Protocol Live Hosted Talk Radio. I mean, they did a survey recently and they found out that the retention level of IP Protocol Radio was higher than television. Okay, And that really birthed a shout out to Patrick Lang right now of Certainty Management, who is my first radio talk show host who is onboarding with Voice America. His show's coming up in August. Stay tuned to the show because I'm going to be promoting him. But he's the first virtual move through Business Buzz in almost two years of actually going to be becoming his own radio platform. And largely because not only does he want to be heard, he wants to be heard around the world. Well, unfortunately, mm. Linda, I got to move towards the end of the show. Do me a favor, put out your website one more time. Okay. And unfortunately, I have to say goodbye to the great United Kingdom. Go ahead. Okay. It's www.lindagrattonl-y-n-d-a-g-r-a-t-t-o-n Dot com, or just come to me in LinkedIn and you'll find me on LinkedIn. I'm one of the Europe's most influential LinkedIn people. Outstanding. Linda, thank you so much for being my guest today. And when the new website does come up on Business Buzz, you will be listed under the alumni section uh, of the website. So when I'm pointing bizbuzz.live across the air every single show, my audience will be redirected to that website and they will get access to that alumni section. So we are going to put that together. And now you're part of the family. And thank you so much for taking the time, setting aside and kudos to what you're doing, because that book is so sorely needed, not here in the United States, but worldwide. Thank you so much, Linda. And thank, thank you, you very much. My listening audience for tuning into Business Buzz today. If you'd like to be a guest, or a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach, you can reach us toll-free at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ or go to my live landing page, bizbuzz, B-I-Z-Z-B-U-Z-Z dot live and click on that and get with me and let's see if we can get you as a guest on the show. Well, listen, you need to be tuning in next week because I'm going to have a veteran. We love our veterans in this country, do we not? I guarantee you they love them in the United Kingdom. And let me tell you something, this guy is an absolute amazing guest. He's coming through another publicist, another PR person, and that's what this is all about, getting businesses in front of an audience to elevate their brand and expand their reach. So don't miss the show. The buzz factor of your business is what we seek to increase week in, week out. Tune in next week as we bring more guests and resources to make your business buzz. Thanks for tuning in Business Watch and Business Buzz with Frank Hellring. We'll be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to have you join us again next time for some more terrific ways to revitalize your small business.